What's going on, ghosties? Welcome back to Tales of Spooky Coffee House. If you're new here, welcome to our podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Veronica. And it's time to get spooky. So how are you, Veronica? I'm good. You know, I'm high. I'm happy. There's a lot of Pedro Pascal content out there. Um, <laughs> so that's really exciting for me. Obviously, he has uh, The Last of Us. New episode every Sunday. Total of nine episodes. Will I be sad when it's over? No, because I'm just going to binge watch the whole season over and over again. And then in March, he has, what does he have? The Mandalorian, right? And then, guys, tonight, if you're listening to this episode, the day it comes out, which is Saturday, February 4th, Pedro Pascal will be on SNL tonight. Tune in, support my man, or else. How are you, Chelsea? How are you doing? (laughs) I feel like I just got threatened with my life (laughs) (laughs) good 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 that's how serious this is imagine i'm just kidding (laughs) i am excited though i'm excited to see him be goofy because he's a goofy person so i think he's gonna be a really good fit to host snl yeah i'm sorry to say i probably won't watch it i'll watch like the rerun of it later but i don't have the channel or whatever to watch snl live you don't have channel nbc no like i don't i don't have basic cable like i <laughs> we stream everything Basic on online <laughs> you don't you don't have like just tv like the regular channels no no how why do you so not have like the antenna or what no i don't i don't have the antenna and i did have the antenna which my mother-in-law brought us one and we had it for like a week and you couldn't get a channel to save your life out here so i'm so confused just- is your tv a smart tv yes because I have a Roku and it has like a thing where I could just watch live TV which is just regular like channels we're gonna yeah, fix this before I... the fourth <laughs> so, okay. we, we recorded a week a- ahead a week early so that's why I said that but hopefully tonight Chelsea is watching the episode if not I have failed <laughs> okay well we'll go with that you can help me sure. after so sure. I have some updates like mm-hmm. a lot of updates oh gosh <laughs> so i got one of my christmas presents to- uh-huh and i have to talk about it because i'm in love so my friend got me an astrological planner mm-hmm. and it's a really pretty like moss green leather bound and it has gold Tell me why I could easily and, picture that. Dude, it's so pretty. Like the gold sprayed edges just really like, oh, it's so beautiful. Anyways, <laughs> so it has it has a lot to it, right? So mm-hmm. I have I have my normal planner, which goes like hour by hour because I need it for work, blah, blah, blah. But <laughs> this one has all of the like general holidays and dates and stuff. It has all of the moon phases throughout the entire year. It tells Mm -hmm. you exactly what, like, retrograde, what area, like, what zodiac we're under throughout the entire year. Uh It's also personalized to your, well, not, you have to personalize it, but it's set up so you can personalize it to your astrology birth chart. Oh, fun. And I am just like, yes, I am so in love with it. Like, I started working on it today, putting in my birth chart and everything, and I Mm -hmm. just the feel of uh, it oh yeah that sounds like so much I just, fun i will post pictures but i yeah 
I'm glad you're, you know what? And I love that for you. Oh, it has stickers? (laughs) Stickers. It came with the the planner. The planner came with one sticker, but then she sent me extra stickers and they were like spooky and pretty. And one of them was ghost face. So I was, I was super excited about the whole package. Yeah. Stickers are fun. I love stickers. Me too. I have stickers on my wall, man. But yeah, speaking of ghost face. (laughs) <laughs> i can't i can't put stickers on my wall because well for one i'm renting but also like i want to keep them forever oh <laughs> uh, so you don't even use them no i keep i just have them all like collectively and then i will change them on um my board so like i'll yeah. put like washi tape on the back and i yeah. can just like yeah yeah i I'm mean the, the ones on my wall <laughs> is just a small section on my closet and like they're not like super good stickers you know like i feel like if you mm-hmm. take them off it's gonna be fine but you're right you're renting i could easily just like sand them off if they don't <laughs> well i don't i don't have walls that you could just sand i have um you know oil paint yeah yeah those are well you know my stop acting like you don't know my house the wall <laughs> not me over here trying to explain to you what my house looks like from the inside no, Anyways, that's why I said- on. <laughs> so speaking of Ghostface, i have a small scream update so the official trailer right mm-hmm. i cannot express how excited i am for this now because originally i told you i wasn't because neve campbell is not going to be in it who plays sydney mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i'm really upset because the reason she's not in it is they wouldn't pay her what she's worth yeah but and i bet the me. male actors are getting paid that much probably so matthew who plays Stu matcher in the first movie was very supportive about how they needed to pay her what she was worth and all this other stuff right mm-hmm. i was just like okay like you know he supports her you know he was part of the franchise they still bring up his character's name all the time blah blah but there is a theory going around that his character is most likely alive and is gonna be movie six okay which is why he was advocating for her i remember the last time that you brought this up i don't know if you knew who was gonna be coming back because you were getting excited that someone who died in the past movies was coming back yeah so that was billy loomis that the one of the that was Stu's um like co-killer and he technically didn't come back it was his ghost but i was still excited because Uh... you know that's billy that's my man you know like that's fine but that was the last movie yes so they did bring him back so but this is supposed to be like he's still alive and he is one of the killers because there's multiple killers in this movie they've already spoiled that and they had a shrine in the trailer Mm -hmm. and every single like diehard scream fan has been like they you know like you have to find the easter egg in there and they have been going frame by frame everything that is in this shrine and they should make it an actual museum because i would go because they have all nine of the original killers, or not the original, but like all of the killers throughout the franchise. They have all of their costumes. They have props from the original, like, well, not the original, from the killings, different things. They have outfits, like bloody outfits. There is so much in there. And I love the fact that my TikTok is nothing but people going frame by frame of what's in. 
fine because I love it. I'm here for it. I'm excited for you. Excited. Like, I was, like, hesitant because, you know, Sydney's not going to be in it. And this yeah. is, you know. So. <laughs> I think I think I'm, uh, I might have to force myself to sit down and watch all of these movies. So I could, I like, really keep up it. with what you're telling me, you know? Like, know what you're talking about. I would really about. love it if. Yes, please. Please do it. Like, let's just this video chat together and we'll watch the movies at the same time. Okay, um, I'm down for that. Thank you piss me <laughs> after. Just to make sure I gathered all the information. Oh, yes. I, I would be so excited. But, okay, so moving on. I want to tell everybody um, before we get um, like nitty gritty stuff, um, there's a book club that I thought ghosties would be interested in. It's called Nightmares from Nowhere Book Club. They are um, a, hold on. They're a San Antonio, Texas bookstore, National Book Club, Nightmares from Nowhere, that anybody can join. It is subscription-based because they send you the book monthly, and it's $27 a month for a brand new hardcover, which if you live in, in Texas, you can just pick it up from the store. But for $27 for a hardcover is considering they usually start at 25 and can go up to like as much as 35 40 dollars a book mm-hmm. like have you ever bought a hardcover stephen king that is ridiculous but anyways um, so no i haven't actually <laughs> <laughs> Dude, his books are like 35 40 bucks yeah i have it's i have a few stephen king books but i yeah like the it book i i got this the special one the new one where it has a little boy with a red balloon. I don't think I remember really caring about the price, though. I think I just really wanted the book. But yeah, they but, are expensive. Yeah, so I thought, you know, Ghosties might be interested because it is a monthly horror novel. It's a new book that comes out every month. Being part of the membership gets you not just the book, but you also get uh, virtual events where you get to, like, meet the authors and stuff. Uh, you get an enamel <gasps> cool. pin for joining. Yeah, and there's like a bunch of other stuff in the welcome email. So I thought it seems to share it if you were interested. Even if you just want to do it for like a few months, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I can always get a new horror book. Why not? That's cool. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. So getting into some nitty gritty stuff. Do you want to talk about scary theory first? Um, Theory. Theory. Okay. So some new information has come out about the Idaho murders suspect. We've talked about the Idaho college murders a couple of times in the episodes. Uh, The last time we talked about it in episode one of season two, I told you that they had arrested the suspect. Mm -hmm. But some new information has come to the public attention this week. Oof. So it turns out that Brian got his master's degree in criminology from DeSales University in Pennsylvania, and he studied under forensic psychologist and serial killer expert Catherine Ramsland. Now, don't know who Catherine Ramsland is. She collaborated with serial killer Dennis Rader on her book, Confessions of a Serial Killer, The Untold Story of Dennis Rader. Do you know who Dennis Rader is? I don't think so. You probably know him by his serial killer name, He's the notorious BTK murderer. Ugh, that asshole. He's such a dumbass, yeah. I swear. Okay, continue, sorry. 
before we can do you know what btk stands for yeah um um i did when i first uh i heard a podcast read about him of, i you know I, I listened to an episode about him and he was explaining how he was trying to come up with different like his his serial killer name you know because he thought it was so cool and he wanted one for himself but yeah i forgot what is it it stands for bind torture yeah. and kill yeah I was surprised at how many people like didn't know that at all. Like, just thought that that was his name was the BTK killer. Like, at least you knew like that had a ref like a, a meaning title to, to it, it or but... something. Yeah. So it turns out that Brian is said uh, to be fascinated by the criminal mind, and he solicited information for a research study from former criminals. He asked questions like, why did you choose that victim? And after committing the crime, what were you thinking and feeling? So, you know, we talk about killers all the time. Talked about we want to understand, like, what they're thinking and feeling. Yeah. But I think this dude took it just a little bit too far. Yeah. I don't think. I know. He, he definitely took it, like, super far. Mm-hmm. Um, reporters also talked to Dennis Rader's daughter. And she believed that Brian did have contact with her father. And she responded with a quote, if Kokenberger did have contact with my father through letter writing, Kokenberger and my dad were the same age at the time of my dad's first murders, end quote. So, you know, he was a suspect before. And I had told you, like, I didn't know all the information. Uh And just having this information is outstanding yeah i love how you that you've been able to get like uh updates you know what i mean like sometimes yeah you talk about something and you expect there to be updates but nothing yeah this is definitely something i want to keep everyone updated on because this was a tragic event that happened and i know there's plenty of others and why why do you think this has gotten so much attention like because it's just bizarre nothing makes sense or it didn't at first Mm -hmm. you know um, so I think that kind of pulls people in. And I think we're kind of going through an era of like a true crime era, especially with TikTok. Mm-hmm. So I think that has a lot to do with it. Yeah. TikTok has helped solve so many murders. It's ridiculous. Oh, TikTok. <laughs> okay. So you ready for the scary thing? Yes. So for the first time in a hundred years, a full Book of the Dead papyrus has been uncovered earlier this week okay first of all congratulations on finally saying that word right (laughs) jesus i I don't know why i i don't know why i always say papaya i honestly have no idea why oh i love it okay you have to reread it you have to say that again because i was too like focused on the fact that you said it right so (laughs) let's just start over really quick just start over For the first time in 100 years, a full Book of the Dead papyrus has been uncovered. So what does Book of the Dead mean? Okay, so Book of the Dead is a text that has a bunch of spells, like things to do when somebody dies. But they just need to put it the fuck back. Because if (laughs) if anybody's watched The Mummy, okay, bad things happen when we fuck with Egyptian shit. And, oh well. Like, and and what the worst part is is yes, they found this, uh, you know, 
people are going to say that it's a beautiful ancient artifact and I'm not going to lie it is like the fact that we found a full one and not a partial one is amazing but also they need to quit trying to fucking curse us so early in the year it's too <laughs> early for this I mean they, they, they started a though? rumor okay uh-huh <laughs> they started a rumor I don't know who but they, they had found a tomb belonging to Cyrus that actually wasn't true they didn't find his tomb Mm-hmm. but they have found a mummy near Lexor that is believed to be over 4,000 years old, and they just, they need to stop going into tombs and I think I heard about that one. Mummies. And I think, um, you know how, like, the the bodies um, are in that, like, thing, what do you call it? The tomb, but it's, like, shaped as a... Oh, like, the, like their version of the casket? A sarcophagus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw a video of them literally opening it. And, like, oh all of the God, comments no, were stop. literally... Yeah, all of the comments were literally just, like, you. <laughs> like, um, put that shit back where it belongs. They need to stop messing with the Egyptians. Like, they are very... Ancient Egyptians, at least, were very protective of their dead. And to bother a pharaoh or a god or goddess, like... You need to stop. <laughs> like 2020 was enough. Do we really want to relive another, you know, pandemic that happens because somebody fucked with the Egyptians? Yeah, like I get trying to like, you know, learn about history and the feeling of, oh my God, look what we found. This is from like so many hundred years ago. I get it. But also like, would you want your dead body to be dug up like a hundred years from now and like, you know, I don't know, like, mm-hmm. respect, respect the dead, respect the past. If you guys hear a creepy little girl in the background, it's Chelsea's daughter. Cause she, <laughs> Did you hear your, her? Yeah, during your intro, she was speaking very faintly. And I'm like, oh, my God, I love this. The ghosties are going to be like, oh, my God, what was that? <laughs> I, I hear a little girl. But yeah, I agree. I agree. Like, leave it alone. Just stop. Just stop. Like, I just... I don't want any more bad juju coming forth. Like, <laughs> we have plenty. We have enough to already end us. Like, exactly. Fucking giving us extra credit and shit. And I think it's, I think it's worse too because I have been really into, I've been really into like global warming and and different things recently. Mm-hmm. And like even the new even the new pedro pascal show show they talk about hey, that you know, shit's scary and that's a real fungus <laughs> yeah yeah and and that's just like ian summerholder he was in v wars and he's very active with global warming and it was it was a show about, you know vampires but it was a show it was a it was a genetic thing that they released from the arctic because of global warming so it was encased for, oh, you know, thousands and thousands of years. And it came out because we melted some of the Arctic. Yeah. And see, it was turning people. Yeah. That's the thing that I've heard, too, of like them finding like certain bacterias that either we've never come across or have only existed like way back when. Mm-hmm. And that's coming back because, you know, of all the things melting and shit. So imagine, like, imagine all the chaos and all the, I don't know, there's just too much room for for this crazy shit to happen. 
and I think it yeah, will one day. I, I don't think it'll be our time. I don't know, but I hope not. <laughs> but like you know, we're taking we're opening sarcophaguses and exploring places that have been shut and sealed shut for thousands of years. Mm-hmm, Who's to say mm-hmm. what we're gonna release on accident? I'm like curse it my may body not necessarily. <laughs> it may not necessarily be an Egyptian curse, but we could release something. Yeah. I think I'm going to, I want to die with like a note, a note that like doesn't disintegrate or whatever. And so like, if my body ever gets dug up, the note's going to be like, you've just unlocked your worst nightmare. Oh my God. That would be so great. Oh, please do it. I think please I will. Do it. <laughs> um, so anyways, I, I'm done ranting about being cursed. Um, do you want to get into the true topic of the week? Yeah, let me just make the feeling a little bit more eerie. Um, So (laughs) before I start talking about my segment, I do have a few questions, but also I do want to give a trigger warning because this segment will get pretty graphic. So if you're not into like gore and gory stuff like me, (laughs) um just just she says as she's about to do it (laughs) well because i've heard i've heard this story before so i've gone through like the first time you know of hearing it and being traumatized by this story to where now it's just like dude like you know yeah so yeah trigger warning guys proceed with caution so question for you would you ever be down to like hitchhike um if i needed to yes but also like I always carry a knife on me anyways so smart smart I'm not taking that shit I'm not taking that shit lightly if I ever need you know, to you know what I think about a fear of mine I I think like I get par- I don't know I don't know what it is I don't know if it's anxiety or overthinking but I get scared that if I like I, I have a pocket knife right so I could mm-hmm. like defend myself protect myself but what if me carrying that pocket knife during an attack like, what if they didn't even have a weapon? They just kind of came, came at me. But because I have my pocket knife, they somehow use it to their advantage and use it to kill me or, like, hurt me. That's a legitimate fear. Right? Okay, cool. 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 I never yeah, talked to anyone yeah. about that one. But I don't know why it just reminded me of that. Um, but, and, okay. and even if you don't, you know, tip for the ghosties and you too. Even if you don't have a weapon, if you have your car keys on you. Put that car key in between your fingers and hold it with the point out, and it's a perfect weapon if someone tries to attack you. Yeah, we'll do. Um, I'll have Chelsea do tutorial videos for you guys on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so then you're gonna grab the key and you're gonna put it in between these fingers. Um. Okay, but w- just make a fist around the key. Yeah. Um, so what if we were back in the 70s? It'd be a much easier, yeah, why not, right? Because for whatever oh, yeah. reason, it felt safer. That was common. Back. Yeah. Yeah, and it was common. So today's true crime topic of the week is Mary Vincent. Uh, Mary Vincent is one of seven children and lived with her parents in Las Vegas. Due to her parents going through a very messy divorce, she ended up running away from home and moved in with their boyfriend. Unfortunately, that didn't go too well and Vincent had no choice but to live in the streets and sleep inside unlocked cars. 
Mind you, uh, Mary Vincent at this time is only a teenager, I believe between 14 and 17. She would eventually hitchhike to her grandfather's house in Berkeley, California in September 1978. After some time, uh, Vincent became homesick and decided to hitchhike back to Las Vegas. While hitchhiking, Vincent was picked up and during the ride, at first everything seemed to be going well. This is until Singleton attempted to make a a move on Mary, um, but Mary pulled away uncomfortably. And she also found like a sharp object in the car and, you know, threatened him with it, you know, like pretty much just leave me alone. After some time, however, Lauren seemed to take the hint and left her alone. So because they went some time with no more of him trying to make any advancements and stuff like that, Mary started to doze off and she felt comfortable enough to let herself fall asleep. When she woke up, she noticed that Lawrence had taken a different route, not the one she's used to. Um, So she started to get a little nervous and also frustrated but he kept reassuring her that he's just simply taking an alternative route so they would arrive at a rest stop and when she stepped out of the car she noticed that her shoes were untied at this point she's already thinking that she's not in a safe situation so she decided to tie her shoes right away but as she was bent over tying her shoes um little did she know that lawrence was sneaking up behind her with a sledgehammer so he knocked knocked her unconscious with the sledgehammer by hitting her in the head lawrence would then proceeded to assault and rape mary multiple times and this is where it starts getting a little graphic he ends up driving her into this off-road and he gets out of the car and he pulls her out he had an axe and with that axe he pretty much started to swing at her um he ended up chopping off one arm and she was trying to fight him and defend herself her other arm was grabbed on to believe his left arm and so that's when he started swinging away at her other arm but it wasn't a clean cut like the first arm this one kind of took a while so he kept swinging at her until He finally chopped it off and she fell to the ground. Mary Vincent, yeah. (laughs) Mary Vincent, um, there's many documentaries, there's many interviews. And she describes that moment. She was awake the whole time during that. um, Wait, she's alive? She's alive. She's awake. And she says in in her interviews that she felt the pain. She felt the singing, the burning. She even felt the the hotness or the heat from the blood i don't know how to say it so she's like i was awake and i felt everything so after he finally chopped off her second arm she noticed that he wasn't doing anything to her for a good minute and she looked over and saw him kind of like swinging back and forth and come to find out her arm was still attached gripping onto his shirt to his left arm so he chopped off her arm but that that because the hand was uh you know gripped onto his shirt it stayed like that mm-hmm. so he was trying to swing off her arm off of him and i think that's just the crazy thing to try to picture 
which I kind of have yeah. to just because that's how my brain works, unfortunately. That's how mine works too. I'm yeah. So Vincent decided to pretty much play dead, and him thinking that she's dead dragged her down to where there was like this dam type thing this river almost and throws her over i think like 30 to 50 feet down she's she's awake and she's alive but he thinks she's dead and uh so yeah he pushes pushes her over she lands on the bottom hard um i think she ended up breaking a few ribs like this girl was hurt she was hurt he left and so when she she was doing her best to get up she has broken ribs and her arms have been chopped off okay probably she didn't break legs too that Uh, yeah i don't i don't think she broke any legs i think it was just like ribs but still i mean imagine it's hard to breathe and it's hard to move and walk so she's very um she's a genius because she then decided to like rub mud on her wounds like whatever is left of her arms um so the bleeding she she could get control of the bleeding she went back onto the highway and she lifted her arms up so it would help with the bleeding and also so her muscles wouldn't fall out (laughs) Mm -hmm. fucking crazy and the first sign of hope the first car that drove past her once the the driver and the passenger saw what they saw they got scared and they drove off unfortunately they didn't stop i mean realistically that's not surprising because you know seeing seeing that you I don't, don't know, know what, what I would what do I would person... be in shock I I would too and honestly I I would stop I don't if I had my kids with me I wouldn't put them in like in danger mm-hmm. so it would be very hard for me to get out of the car to make sure she's okay if I'm not alone if there's another adult with me then absolutely we're stopping the car we're helping her mm-hmm. but I I couldn't risk you know you don't know what happened somebody could be following her you could be next like you know yeah you just don't know and that's the that's the sad truth i don't blame that car i definitely would have called 911 at least done something yeah. but yeah well also I, this yeah. is 70s i don't think there were any cell phones that's true, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> the gas station so, let me go to the gas station and call 911 <laughs> eventually she did get help so moving on lawrence was sentenced to only ready 14 years 14 years due to the maximum allowed in california at the time so due to like the california laws at the time yeah for attempted murder he was only sentenced 14 years but if that's the thing like i feel like there shouldn't be a limit because yes he didn't actually kill her it was attempted murder but the brutality of it yeah is sick well, it, I mean, I guess this will piss you off a little bit more. So after <laughs> after eight years, due to good behavior, he was released on parole. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Mm-hmm. Lawrence did, however, attempt to plea innocent, and he also claimed that he was set up. So yeah, that's very shitty. <laughs> How was he set up? Did she cut her own arms off herself? 
Oh, um, he was how the, saying how, how he, she, she was the one that threatened him. Remember, I told you she picked up a sharp object from inside the car. So he was trying to say that <sighs> she was threatening him and that he was the one that was in danger. So you cut off her arms, rape her, and leave her for dead, because yeah. that makes fucking sense. Yeah, totally. Well, he did get to convince people that he was a good guy. In 1997 in Florida, where he lived, his neighbors said that when he first moved in and stuff like that, like, like he was just a normal guy. And he, you know, they started barbecuing together and just hanging out. And he seemed like, like, I don't know, they almost started to believe that maybe he was set up. That's how, like... Manipulative he is? yeah. And imagine, like, if he was out after eight years due to good behavior, like, I could only, you know, like, it makes sense. It makes sense now. Yeah, and, uh, it does. So, you know, neighbor thought, eh, he's a good guy. Like, he was set up, maybe. Like, maybe they're wrong. But the neighbor did catch Lawrence um, assaulting a young woman. And so the neighbor called 911. And when police responded, the, the neighbor didn't do anything besides call 911. He didn't go over to help the girl, nothing like that. And I think Lawrence was bringing her into his house. Uh, so when police responded, they found the dead body of Roxanne Hayes. Uh, she was stabbed multiple times in the upper body. And Hayes was a mother of three. So yeah. Then he did go to jail, and he died at 70 due to cancer. Um, he got an easy way out, but uh, yeah. <laughs> did we have fun? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she's alive. She's alive and well. Um, like I said, there's so many interviews, so many documentaries on YouTube alone. I can only imagine, like, on streaming services, but uh, yeah, well, check it also, out. While you were talking, too, I, I looked her up. When you mm-hmm. said she was alive, like I was like, I have to, I have to look at her. She's yeah. an advocate now yeah, for yeah. Uh, sexual assault victims. I think yeah. that's really brave of her. Yeah, she. I'm, I'm proud of her, and I admire her strength and courage. I just, I, I, I don't know. I would want to give up if I was in that position. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people would, and yeah, she's. She's an inspiration. But moving on to the paranormal topic, are you? Yeah, are you ready let's to... go on to a, a lighter note. Yeah, <laughs> like a way lighter note. <laughs> um, Mine's gonna be so. <laughs> it's gonna make you laugh. <laughs> okay, good. We're gonna good. talk the Tanganyika laughter mm. epidemic of 1962. Wow, that sounds so, cool. Can you say I... it again? <laughs> <laughs> the laughter epidemic of 1962 Duh. okay anyways continue have you heard the saying laughter is the best medicine yeah so for the young people in Tanganyika, the laughter was not the best medicine instead it was the medical issue so on january 31st 1962 at a mission-run boarding school for girls in kashasha three girls began laughing uncontrollably we've had those times before right oh yeah i have it all the time especially with my niece yeah we used to do that so much in middle school too oh we would but get in so for much these trouble three girls... <laughs> dude i know <laughs> i remember <laughs> but for these three girls the laughter did not stop and within out 95 of the 159 students aged 18 were affected Interestingly enough, 
none of the teachers or staff were affected at the time, but once the children were be were be getting to be picked up by parents, the parents began laughing because how can you not laugh when your child is happy? Like, you know, when my kids uh-huh. laugh, I laugh. Uh-huh. So while symptoms are said to have lasted between a few hours up to 16 days, it actually 16 lasted for, days. Yeah. The laughter pandemic continued for two years. Bro, what the fuck? So, <laughs> so remember that this started on January 31st. By mm-hmm. March 18th, the school had shut down. And the strange epidemic started to spread to nearby villages where several 217 of the villagers had laughing attacks. The school then reopened on May 21st, but had to reclose by the end of June because of a nearby middle school who had 48 girls that were affected by this epidemic. Wow. Known symptoms were reoccurring attacks of laughter. So like, like they would laugh for like a, like hours stop for a little bit and then it would just start again like it was they weren't just like laughing non-stop not sleeping not eating that kind of thing mm-hmm. so it was reoccurring attacks of laughter crying because they were laughing so hard restlessness and aimless running and the violent attack but like nothing serious eventually after about 18 months to two years the, ep- the epidemic did die off but the Kasasha school was sued for allowing the children and their parents to transmit the symptoms to other areas and schools. Because by the end of the pandemic, 14 schools had been shut down and over a thousand people had been affected. Wow. Now, I talked about earlier, uh, like with the dancing plague, that mass hysteria epidemics like these are thought to be caused by stress. And so a leading theory that's explained by linguist Christian Hempelman theorizes that the epidemic was a stress-induced mass psychogenic illness, or an MPI. Difference for between an MPI and mass hysteria is that you can't control the symptoms of an MPI because it's an internal nerve illness, whereas mass hysteria is just like an overactive imagination. So he believes that this was a mass psychogenic illness because Tanika Yika had just won its independence and students were more more than likely feeling stressed by the higher expectations from teachers and their parents. So in other words, the popular phrase, if you don't laugh about it, you'll cry, comes to mind because, you know, they had a lot going on. So they would rather laugh about it than stress about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that yep. Tanika Nika laughter epidemic of 1962. Man, I can't I can't imagine. Like, let's let's talk about it. Let's talk about it because I cannot imagine. OK, listen, this is. <laughs> if you if you know me you know that oh yeah oh yeah you know and like i can't laugh more than like 10 10 minutes five minutes without like being on the verge of death you know what i mean like your stomach is killing me or killing you and like you can't Mm -hmm. breathe you're crying but to go hours with nonstop laughter no like the headache the the migraine that i get after i laugh like you know what i mean oh yes i yeah i know imagine wow that's that's crazy and that you know what and it's not that long ago it was 1962 Mm -hmm. yep so uh why can't we get that you know what i mean next time what (laughs) 
Why can't we get what a laughing epidemic? Yeah, rather than this fucking COVID shit. I'd rather catch you know? a laugh or catch the meow from last week. <laughs> <laughs> catch a case of the meows or the yeah. laughter. Yeah, I'd rather yeah, much meow. I, um, I really would. As you don't resort to biting. Yeah, and if you guys don't know what we're talking about, please go listen to our last episode. I promise you will laugh. <laughs> it's worth it. It's, it's so worth it. it. It's so worth it. <laughs> so yeah, um, you ready for the tarot reading? I am. So this week's tarot reading is for Maddie. And Maddie requested has requested a reading before. And if you remember, Ghosties, we actually have two different Maddies on the show that we've done readings for. So this is Maddie number one, right? Right? Sure. I believe so. <laughs> I yeah, we'll go with that. So anyways, Maddie's question was, what does the goddess Hecate have to say to me? Um, she said that she's been getting signs from the goddess that she wants to communicate with her. And so we've chosen a tarot spread created by Tarot Pugs. How cute is that name? That's cute. And it's a six card spread. Now, if this goddess sounds familiar to you, it's because she is the Greek goddess, ghost, magic, the moon, necromancy, and crossroads. She's a pretty well goddess if you don't recognize her name probably seen pictures of her or you've heard it pronounced differently uh, a lot of people are like uh hecate and other wrong but anyways this this goddess is not one to console or soothe as other goddesses might and always give advice and guidance needed but won't sugarcoat it so i'm very excited to hear what the what the cards say because of this like just mm-hmm. knowing that about her. So card one is need to face and acknowledge. Card two is what important lesson you need to learn. Card three is the key to your happiness. Card four is what needs to end in your life. Card five is what will be reborn in your life. And card six is the final message from Hecate. So card one, what you need to face and acknowledge comes to you of cups. Now, this card is the attraction card. So you need to face that you are likely sought after in many areas of your life. Things are going well. It's partnerships, unity, like friends relationship. You have a mutual respect and appreciation in both friendships and partnerships. And so you need to nurture these relationships. So you need to acknowledge that they exist and continue to keep the balance in your relationships. Card two is what important lesson you need to learn. And this comes through the Four of Swords. You're going to be feeling drained of energy and mentally overloaded from trying to achieve something. Now, you can resolve this by with relaxation, reflection, meditation, any kind of mental stimulus that's going to help you rather than stress you. And so it's important to take things easy. You may need some alone time, but you definitely need to recuperate and recover whether it's through self-care, self-care methods, um, or anything of the like. I was about to say, self-care, Maddie, self-care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So card three is the key to your happiness, and this comes through the king of cups. The key to your happiness is being emotionally balanced, compassionate, diplomatic, and calm. You're, you're a loyal person and a good listener, and you make a great spiritual guide or counselor 
but you have to balance between the intellect and emotions and a deep knowledge and awareness of yourself. So what I'm getting so far definitely is to just, you definitely have to have that balance between everything in your life right now and definitely Mm -hmm. focus on you as much as focusing on like keeping the relationships in your life and being there for yourself just as much as you are for others. The amount of energy that you put into others, put that into yourself. Put into yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. So card four is what needs to end in your life. And this comes through the seven of swords. There is a lot of deception around you or someone is getting away with something and you need to bring attention to it. It's important to act resort, like act strategically and have an open and honest discussions and stay away from things that feel suspicious or too good to be true. You also have to keep in mind that acting tactically can be an advantage for certain things. So you definitely need to put an end to anything that might be negative in your life right now mm-hmm. is what will be reborn in your life. And this comes through the Knight of Pentacles reversed. So this card represents that you are definitely a perfectionist or a workaholic, and you have to be careful about neglecting your personal relationships in favor of work. And so you should try spending more time with friends and loved ones. And also you can have motivation and ambition when it comes to work. But if it's become too routine-based, if you put your mind to it, you can make your dreams come true. So I feel like your work life is definitely going to be reborn. That's exciting in a way. Yeah. So the last card is the final message from Hecate. And this comes through the tower reversed. You're going to be resisting change and delaying the inevitable. And so you need to practice not fearing it as it could mean a positive transformation that can serve important purposes in your life. So definitely any changes that come by, don't go through them looking at them negatively. Otherwise, it's going to hold you back from your true potential and your true purpose. Maddie, I hope this reading was clear to you. I definitely don't feel like it was sugarcoated. I feel like it was all pretty like spot on about need to be brought to your attention. I think it's things that you probably already know as well, but maybe you just needed that one more time. That reminder. Yeah. So yeah, thank you for your question this week, Maddie. And thank you for joining us this week, Ghosties. We hope you had as much fun as we did. If you're traumatized, I am so sorry, because I definitely (laughs) feel like I am. Um, (laughs) But if you did have fun, or if you were traumatized, make sure to give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok. If you want a tarot card reading, please DM us and we will choose one lucky person a week. We are your hosts. I'm Chelsea. And I'm Veronica. Have a spooky weekend and we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Bye.